what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Young Pratt, and I'm the chief dreamer and podcaster right here at Our Young Creators. And I want to thank you for tuning in live to this interview today, watching the replay, or even listening over on the podcast, because today's guest is one that I am super excited to chat with. Jody Friedman is a Reiki master. She is an NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Coach and Practitioner, and she is a Meditation Specialist. And today we're going to dive into the myths and misperceptions of meditation. Now, I also want to share that Jody worked in real estate or is still working in real estate, and that has been for 35 years. And now she's immersed herself into this energy work. And in January of next year, she's actually going to be starring in a brand new movie. So Jody, I want to say a big thank you for coming on today to chat about such an important topic. Thank you, Young. It's an honor for me to be here and to share some of the knowledge that I have in the healing field. And I just love what I do. It affects so many people on such a great inner level that helps their outer world. And so I'm a big proponent for meditation. Thank you. And for those of you tuning in and you're thinking, you know, this is a different kind of topic. And yes, it absolutely is. Normally here on the podcast, we talk about things that are very tactical, about ways to connect with your kids, using their devices, how to build relationships with that, and really how to get your message out into the world in a bigger way. However, I wanted to bring Jodi on because she is a specialist in meditation, and I have really been diving into this world a little bit, and I'm just fascinated by how all of this works, how the energy we are bringing to the world and the energy that we are accepting really makes a big difference. And meditation is something, it's one of those tools we can have in our tool belt that can really make some profound shifts. So Jody, can you tell me some of the myths that you have heard about 
meditation. Absolutely. And uh, it's really personal experience that I've had young. When I walk in, a lot of times I will be with um, corporate people. I would work with uh, real estate agents since I, that's, that's my people. I would go into real estate offices and sometimes there'd be 20 or 30 people there. And I would share with them that I would, I would ask people, how many of you think that you can't meditate? And half the hands would go up. And the reason being is because somebody, especially who's, who's in corporate America or working on such an intense schedule thinks that their mind cannot possibly slow down. And actually I share with them, well, you know, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. And so if we don't find a way to shut that down, it's going to create an intensity in our bodies where we really start having insomnia at night. You know, we're, we're not getting the proper rest. And so I show them that with meditation, if you take the the emphasis off of um, that there's a wrong way to do it. Like I can't get my mind quiet is what I hear. And so I tell them, well, there's ways to do that. Just listen to the sound of my voice. Or if there's a word that you really love that, like my word for a long time was calm. And if you just focus on that word and let it come in and go out, just like your breath, then it actually does slow the mind down. And that is um, the best way for people to get ahead and succeed in their field is by allowing their mind not to be on call 24-7 because it's too much stimulus for the brain and the body, if it doesn't know how to shut that off, it's going to start complaining and creating conditions within the body. So with that, once I just give a simple explanation, I, I liken it to the infinity symbol, which is like the figure eight. It's like, you hear my voice. Now you have a thought about your laundry. Now you hear my voice again, and you think about your word. And then, you, you know, it's just that in and out, just like the breath, that when people start to slow down and realize, hey, nobody's going to say that I'm doing this wrong, then people can relax because um, their brains are just way too busy all the time, 24-7. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> such a good point, too, because we always... In our society, we feel this compulsion to be always on the go, on the go, on the go. And when we start to take time for ourselves, we almost start to feel guilty because we could be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we all need to take these moments of respite during the day where we just kind of turn, push the off button. Because 60,000 thoughts in a day is an enormous amount of stimulus, an enormous amount of input. And if we don't take time to process it to slow down right. it definitely can show up as physical ailments and I know for myself that was definitely the case that I was I went through a period of time where I really wanted to go 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 building my business doing the next thing and I never stopped to do that and then I got to a point where all of a sudden there was this wall because I was just exhausted I couldn't really think of any creative thoughts, which for me is is a telltale sign that something's not quite right if there's not new ideas always sort of coming up. 
So when I first started diving into meditation, um, I thought it was I thought I was doing it wrong, like you said, because I thought it was just you turn off your mind. You're not supposed to have any thoughts. You're supposed to just be in this this very Zen state and very blissful. And for a long time, that was not my experience at all. Well, people are under this false impression that they are going to, you know, have nirvana from the very beginning and to go into bliss and that they should remain in that place. And if they don't, then there's something wrong. So, well, I'm also a student of transcendental meditation, which is a beautiful sense where they give you a mantra, they give you a word that you just focus on for 20 minutes twice a day. So you do it first thing in the morning and then you do it in the evening. Now, I don't teach that. I am a student of transcendental meditation. And when I do that um, for myself on a regular basis, what I find is that the things that I'm working hard on in my life and creating and changing, they come so much easier with that 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes late afternoon, because what it does is it creates a space that I otherwise wouldn't have created in my life. And it makes what I'm doing, what I'm actually doing for the rest of the day, much more effective and much more smooth uh, where the obstacles just mostly start to fall away because I'm saying to the universe, I know you've got my back. I'm taking time for myself. I'm making myself important. And I know that some of the details that I could have so-called been doing during those 20 minutes, I know that they will catch up somewhere or that they will be created in a way that's so much easier because we're working with the subconscious mind, just allowing yourself to go deep to breathe and to let go. And if the body doesn't know how to let go, what it does is it holds that tension and then goes out and creates it in all of our relationships. It's a really crazy thing to, when you dissect it down and look at, um, you know, six, like you said, 60,000 thoughts, that's, that's so many thoughts. And the funny thing is young, they're not all our thoughts. They're thoughts that we receive when we watch TV or radio or a conversation of somebody at Starbucks that we overhear. So we start processing all these things that some of them aren't even our thoughts. And it's really, it's stimulus overload. Whereas meditation, just taking that time, there's, there's different types of meditation where you can use it just to rest. And then sometimes you can just allow the creative factor to create. I, that's interesting. I've been wake, waking up at like three o'clock in the morning for the last week. And I have organized my thoughts because I have taken that and done my typical transcendental meditation at 3am in the morning, believe it or not, I have been so much more productive and rested during the day. And um, yeah, I do need a little, little bit of naps after that. And I go to bed earlier, but it's it's been really incredible when I do the work consistently myself because I'm a healer so you know what they say healer heal thyself <laughs> first and then you can help others heal as well and the meditation is so great for that for everybody for children yes. for adults but the children need to see the adults model that for them or allow them to see that yes this is this is something that will help you that's a That's really, really important point, point because, because I think you said pretty that when you meditate, 
you are making space. And I think because so many of our listeners and viewers are moms, they're entrepreneurs, they're doing a lot of things. So if we're not creating that space, we're not able then to care for our family in a way that is the best. And this idea about meditating with kids and showing them and modeling for them, if there are parents listening or watching, what are maybe three tips you could offer to them to help them show their kids that meditation is an important part of every day? So uh, children are always watching their parents. And so if the parent wants the child to do it, they should show them what it's like for them and talk to their ch children and tell them why they do it and how it can help them with their studying. It can help them get better rest. It can help all their digestion. I mean, they don't have to really go into go into detail with that, but it really does. It helps all the systems of the body work better. And so the most important one would be to model it for the children and let them see that, you know, mom needs a few minutes now. And then what happens is that the children can grow up taking the proper space and time. It's like doing a, a little time out for yourself for your good. It's not the punishment. It's a reward system that helps the day go smoother. So definitely by seeing the parents do that. And then um, and then if the parent, let's say the child starts to do it, then having a conversation of how does that make you feel? How does it feel in the days that you do it as opposed to when you don't take time for yourself and just start creating these consistent conversations with their children that will be can turn into lifetime habits, good habits for everybody. And I think it's really important for kids these days because, you know, as adults, we are bombarded by so many messages. And I feel like kids have even more stimulus coming in because they're spending their days at school. They're wanting to connect with their friends. They see things on social media. There's so much coming at them too, and they're so impressionable. So I love this idea of modeling for the kids before you even have a conversation. Yeah. Let's show our kids that taking time for ourselves is an important part of every day. We don't want to show them and model to them that we're frantically having to go from one thing to the next and never slowing down because that sets a, a really bad precedent for them as they're going out into the world as, as they grow up, that if they learn that you're always having to be go, 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 they're also going to hit a, a place in their lives where they're not going to be able to go, go, go. So instilling that sense of creating space, instilling that sense of doing something for yourself and caring for ourselves is as important as doing all the rest. Well, and it's a, a huge stress relief too to take those few minutes. The thing is, is that we're, we're really raised to be as products of society that we have to prove ourselves that we have to show our value by by always being on the go but that's one of the main complaints i hear from my clients in healing is that i never have enough time for myself and I, i'm a, 
uh, an NLP certified master coach and practitioner. And when I create plans for people and meditation being part of that, I share with people that, you know, if you, if you don't slow down and you don't create that space for yourself, how are you supposed to be thriving? You know, then we're going to hear the same thing about you over and over how you wanted to do this last year, but you never quite accomplished it. But it's in the slowing down of the brain that allows these new creative ideas to birth themselves out of this 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I even recommend they have so many different applications on our iPhones and on our on the Androids. There's Headspace and Insight Timer and Breathe and Calm. Uh, one day I hope to have an app myself on meditation. Maybe you'll help me with that with the podcast. But when people just do a one or two minute meditation, but be consistent with it. And even if you just start off doing it, you know, a couple times a week, people will start to see that their lives, they can start manifesting creatively in a different way because they hadn't given themselves this time. And it may feel funny at first, but if they come to me, they're going to get, they're going to get it from the horse's mouth because I have so many stories to share about how it has changed things in my life. How, um, Taking time for self is just so, so important. You don't have to be a workhorse every moment. It's not going to get you to the finish line any faster. As a matter of fact, as the body progresses in time, it wears out if it doesn't have anything built in to help it. Like take, take your Saturday, you know, the time that you look forward on the weekend. Why not split that up and take 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, or however a person wants to do that. And they'll start feeling the benefits of, of doing that because we all end up at the same age. You know, we all have the same amount of time in every day, but it's really how preciously are we using that mm -hmm. time to benefit ourselves and the other people that we love in our lives. And um, I remember in my 40s, I'm in my 50s now, but in my 40s, I was told, I mean, people would, I would get on a dating site and I would write my age because you have to give your age in there. And people would say, why are you putting that you're older than you are? And I would look at them and uh, they would say, you don't look like you're in your forties. You, you're in your like late, I would say you're maybe 40 and I would be 48 at that point. Well, I'm, I'm hitting 60 next year, but I don't feel like that at all. And I know it's because of the principles that I have created that I believe in and that I follow through in my life. And so I model that for people so that they can realize, Hey, she's doing it. Look at her. She's really almost 60. <laughs> and it, of youth. <laughs> it helps you age in reverse. I mean, at least for me, that, that is what's happened in my life. And um, I would, I would say meditation has been a big part of it. I do a meditation in a garden in Las Vegas in a country club. And I just had our last one for the year yesterday. And I was looking at these faces after I, I actually channel the information. I have music going on. There's the beauty of the pool, the fountain, the hummingbirds are above us and everybody's laying down in this garden, just communing with nature and, and going within. And, and at this one point, I looked at the group yesterday and I said, they are all in bliss. Like, what 
did I just say that created that space for them? But I looked and every single person had this look of like they are with their higher power right now. And it was so beautiful. How are you supposed to get to creativity if if you're not meditating? You tell me, Young. I don't know another way. <laughs> and, and that really is so true. And I think that really you know, lend itself to the topic of today's conversation that there are lots of myths and misperceptions about meditation. And what I'm hearing you say is that meditation is really about giving yourself time and space to be with yourself, to be with your thoughts, and just to stop moving. It's nothing more, nothing less, but this space you're carving out for yourself so that you can go about your day in a more efficient, a more happy, a more joyful way. Absolutely. And I tell people, you know, you are your worst critic. There is nothing to prove here. All you need to do is the more you can let go and just allow yourself to be because we're always in the doing. But you know, we're not called human doings. We're called human beings. <laughs> Great so point. Let's create that beingness and, and meditation is the perfect uh, way to to get to your beingness. And the, the more you're really focused on how you're being, the better you're going to do out in the world with other people. It's just like this natural thing that goes hand in hand with each other. It's a very simple thing to just start. And I hear it all the time. Oh, I just don't have time for that. And I, I will just correct a person and say, no, you're just not making time for that. Yes. That's it. A subtle difference in the way that we perceive our time about not having enough or not making enough. It definitely is a shift. And when people can start to make that shift and do more being, that's where the sweet spot is, where they can get to that bliss and that nirvana that you saw with your students. And I would love to make sure that everyone who is listening or watching can connect with you and see more of what you do because you have some amazing, amazing resources available on planet internet. Can you tell us where we can connect with you? Absolutely. Um, well, on my, I, I spend a lot of time on Facebook. Why? Because I, I, I just found out I've been on there for 10 years. I didn't know. And sometimes it's been a little bit too much. But on my personal page, I'm always close to about 5,000 people. So I'm always like dropping people that I don't know who they are anymore. Um, but I do a lot of stuff there. I'm on Instagram um, at Got Healing. So they can connect with me there. Uh, if I see that you're a mutual friend, I always I'll, will let them in. But I also have a, a business page called, I just haven't decided which one I'm going to focus on. I, I Since I met you, I'm getting into more of the technology uh, because I'm good at what I do as a healer, but the technology of like, how am I doing my business pages? But I have um, Jody Friedman, it's J-O-D-I. F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N with a little hyphen and then Reiki master. And then I have one, uh, intentional healings. That's the name of my business. So I'm really accessible by internet or becoming a Facebook friend. Um, I have, I have to rebuild a website. I had one and then somehow lost the domain name, you know, the, the problems of, of being a business person. <laughs> But this last year, you know, I went from full-time real estate uh, this last two years into just, you know, I, I 
barely have a presence left after 35 years. And I did it methodically so that I could step fully into doing healing work, which I've also done six years, but that was at about a 20% rate. And I shifted that because I, because of the meditation, because of the practices that I put into my consistent daily practice that has allowed me to take a lucrative career such as that and put that where I have a partner who, you know, I get referrals from and allowing me to do the full-time meditation and healing work. So, um, yeah, I guess people can find me on the internet. That's the best <laughs> way. <laughs> what an incredible journey you've had go, go from, from full-time full -time to, to all of this all Energy, energy being able to help other people find that themselves. And I, before we wrap up, I do want to make sure that we find out more about what is happening in January and what is this movie you're in all about. Well, um, I don't know if anybody can see my key. I am in a movie called Becoming the Keys. It's the third in the key movies that Robin J. Producer is the producer. She lives about half an hour from me in, in Las Vegas. Um, I was asked to be a thought leader on the movie. So I talk about a couple different awakenings I've had in my adult life that have led me, one of them being this career change to be able to let go of a really lucrative career because after 30 some years, I wasn't passionate about it and step into my healing full tilt, you know, just, just really leaning into my passion and, and um, taking that chance and, and diving, not knowing if there's a net, I just trust that there is one down there. <laughs> And that's what that movie is about. We're having a premiere in January uh, in Las Vegas, where 14 of my co-stars, most of them will be coming in from all different countries. Uh, Dr. Joe Vitale is in this film. Uh, Brian Tracy, who's a great author, and he talks about the, the principles of life, universal principles, and also Don Miguel Ruiz from The Four Agreements also co-stars in this movie and it's just a fabulous story about how people overcome obstacles in their lives by believing in themselves mm -hmm. and stepping into whatever their life is about so thanks for talking about that yeah that's exciting that's coming up soon <laughs> that is super exciting and i want to make sure that people if they're interested in in the movie, definitely connect with Jody, and she can tell you how you can you can watch that, how you can enjoy that in your home. She'll let you know all of those things. But Jody, I just want to say a big thank you to you for you. doing this work and then teaching other people that they can tap into their own intuition and their own their own selves to become that better version of the selves that they're seeking. Well, that's definitely my prayer in this life. If people would just use their tools, it's so easy because we breathe automatically. And, uh, you know, we are here because of our breath. So I really encourage your listeners, any of our viewers that are watching this, to really consider meditation in their life and reach out to me on Facebook. And I'm happy to help 
guide somebody towards their greatness through meditation. So thank you for this opportunity, Young. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, it's been my absolute pleasure. And after this interview, we'll post some links of where you can connect with Jody specifically and share some of the amazing resources that she's created to help you on this journey of meditation. Whether you're starting or you're looking to up your practice, she has so much out there available and we will make sure we put that in the comments below. So I wanna say thank you to everyone who has tuned in live. If you caught the replay, thanks for tuning back in. And if you're listening on the podcast, I wanna say a great big thank you. It means so much to me that you're carving time out of your day to hear the messages of this amazing woman. Jody, I wanna thank you again for making the time to be here, for sharing your gifts. And for all of the listeners and the viewers, I want you to go out, have an amazing day and see if you can weave in some time for meditation. I will catch you all next time. Cheers, my friends. If you're ready to harness the power of technology and get your message out into the world in a big way to make the impact you know you were meant to make for yourself, for your business, or with your family, head over to Instagram or Facebook and message me at Our Young Creators and let me know that you're ready to be our next graduate in the upcoming podcast in a weekend class.